0: All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Day Love It podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. To the Della
1: Fit Podcasts, 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health, all
0: in one podcast. Back to the 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health, that is the Dela Fit Podcast. We are continuing. Uh, the medical terms and things we should do, things we should say, uh, things that I, I didn't even know. I was like, really? We?" I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. She
1: taught you a few things.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and that's right. I don't mind anybody teaching me anything, Birdie. Thank <laughs> you. I am uh, a new age, 2021 20, man, okay? <laughs> but we are joined today because there's always another side to health. And that is the mental side. And we have Dr. Jenny. Dr. Jenny, how are you today?
2: I'm just fine, Sun Moon. Thanks.
0: So happy to be here with you guys. It is awesome to have you here. So, (laughs) for those who might not have tuned in to the last show, you might have, you might have did some hopscotch, which I don't prefer. (laughs) i don't prefer you all do that because we have some great episodes but you might have did a hopscotch and decided i'm gonna go to this show well last time uh birdie you give us a little bit of uh, background on what we were talking about last time for those who are tuning in since this is your brain child this is your your passion and we're just we're acting as a conduit absolutely and i
1: just want to remind everyone i am Author of *Through the Storm of Early Trauma: Healing and Overcoming*, and uh, this—the topic wait, wait. that we're talking—the <laughs> topic that we're talking about today—it's it, near and dear to my heart. Um, for those of you who have read my book, if you haven't, please go out and read it. Um, I really wrote it for everyone who's hurting and going through traumatic experiences. One of the experiences in my life that went through is um right after being raped my parents took me into a physician and i found out that i had um stds as long uh, along with um an a uncurable std that turned into sdi um (laughs) and um i dealt with that for a very long time and carried a lot of hurt and anger felt like my life was over and um just Mentally, it took, it took a toll. I was very depressed for a very long time. Um, so I am excited because we got a chance to talk to Dr. Cass last time and learn, um, you know, just what it takes to have a normal conversation with your partner um, and talk about getting tested. And um, we learned about all of the medical terminology, and now we are talking with Dr. Jean. It, is it Jeannie or Jean? Jean? I'm sorry. That's, Jean. Okay, that's okay. 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 I, I don't want to your name. You watch my name all the time. I'm like, just <laughs> call me it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you your name too. I read that in your book, so uh, <laughs> that's very powerful. Anyway, powerful book. Thank you. Um, I'm
1: excited to talk to you today because it's the emotional side of it that really took its toll on my life and dealing with the, the mental. Once you find out that you have, um, you know, an incurable STD, it, when it's curable, it's like, oh, OK, ooh, got away, you know, and, and you go on. But I can only imagine, um, you know, for people just like me to go through such um, a, a tumultuous time in my life. So I didn't understand at 17, I'm being told this news and my father's like, no one's ever going to want you, you know, and then he, he makes me go and tell, um, an ex-boyfriend of mine who still was coming to my father, trying to ask for my hand in marriage and that he loved me and things like that. And so I had to go right after the doctor, we went straight to tell him everything. And I'm just like, my life is ruined. (laughs) I was so angry and that anger is what i carried around thinking that no good man would really want me and that's what i've lived with and to some extent still have that in the back of my mind because i'm still single today and so Mm -hmm. it's very much something you know a real topic for me
2: i in just for a second here birdie you know i'm sorry that you didn't have someone that was more psychologically savvy to help you work through that time in your life i mean a the trauma of being raped be the trauma of going to a doctor and, and talking about it and then finding out you had STDs, STIs that were incurable at the age of 17. And then having parents who, you know, sometimes even if our parents have the best intentions, how they handle things is not, it's not in a way that helps us have the emotional and psychological support we need. Then to immediately have to go and talk to a boyfriend, I imagine you were spinning and I'm so sorry you went through that. You know, because how we deal with these things or how these things occur for us and the conversations we have are really important at laying the groundwork of what goes on inside of us regarding, you know, how we carry these things and how we move into adulthood. So, you know, again, I'm sorry that you went through it that way. There are other ways that you could have absolutely gone through that. That would have been a little bit more healing in the process. Yeah. Um, So those are my initial thoughts.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I think my dad just likes to throw me into the fire. Here, you'll learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it didn't work. (laughs) Um, But I can only imagine just what other women (laughs) or, you know, anybody really like Mm -hmm. a a man or a, a woman that is receives this news. I mean, what, what are the first steps that they should take to process, um, you know, this? Because the doctor, well, my, the doctor that I had mm-hmm. just gave my parents a brochure and, you know, like, here, here's everything, mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs>
1: that was it. Um, what, What are the next steps that
2: they should take? Well, I think you should talk to a professional. I think that that would really help because you need help processing. And like you saw, you know, your parents, they might have had the best intentions, but they weren't the best ones to help you. So you need to talk to somebody that can help you neutralize it a little bit. What I say to people is we are greater than our biggest mistake or our most naive moment. You know, And so for you, it wasn't even a mistake, it was something that happened to you. And, and, and when those kinds of things happen, it, it seems to take something away from you. And I have read your book, at least the beginning of it, and how you've come back into owning your power. So I think to realize and to be able to do some processing so you know this is one piece of you it's one piece of you it is not the whole of you and i think it's to be able to a grieve the loss you know th- there's a loss of innocence that comes with you know being sexually violated and then discovering that you have something that's going to follow you for the rest of your life so it's to be able to grieve that and be in touch with that and to cry about that and have someone who can wrap their arms around you and say you're still lovable you're still beautiful and there's so many more things that you have inside of you so i think first It's to get in touch with that inside yourself. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to sharing it, I think that sharing these parts of ourselves that we are not, that we're more nervous about, that we're not quite so proud of, we share them with people that we trust. Mm -hmm. or with people like if you're thinking about engaging in a physical relationship then you you don't share them with the world and you make sure that you have enough of an emotional relationship with this person before you dive in to talking about something this delicate because how they receive you also influence and either adds to the shame of this or it helps you realize that they see you And different people have different capacities in that regard. So I think it's being careful when you're in an intimate relationship, choosing who you share with, knowing that you don't have to share it with people that you think will not be as understanding. And you do need to share it with somebody that you're, you know, considering being intimate with. And (laughs) recognizing when you do share it, they do have the choice. They could say, well, because of that, I may choose not to be in an intimate relationship with you and you know what, if that's their choice that is okay because that means they're not the person for you the person mm-hmm. that ultimately birdie for all of us that we want to love us accepts all of us yes. You know, we all have dark yeah. and light we all have you know these amazing things inside of us and we all have things that we've done that that, that we hold trauma and, and for someone to love us it's to accept all of us so i don't know was that helpful oh that that's very helpful thank you um <laughs> it's
1: funny you said not to share it with everyone and i have taken (laughs) i have taken um the the, the made the sacrifice to share it with everyone because it's something that i see is very rings very true Mm -hmm. um just that one of those underlying um you know, hurts that mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of people out there talking about, but you know that it's happening mm-hmm. and occurring in people's lives, especially with mm-hmm. CDC and WHO statistics mm-hmm. um, that says this thing is happening with millions of people, but mm-hmm. you don't see that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. So you don't know who's hurting, um, you know, or who may have just found out the news and took it as a death sentence. So now they're going to, you know, go buy a gun and then go you know, do an active shooting scenario somewhere. You just don't know how it's going to affect someone. So that's why I was like, you know, let's deal with all the trauma. I'm not mm-hmm. going to hold back. I'm going to be very transparent and vulnerable so that everyone could um, understand no matter what it is, there's something in my life, I don't know why God I made it this way, but that is relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, to someone who's going through um, trauma but this one again rings ne- near and dear to my, my heart because it's it's something that I can't just can't get rid of it like it's mm-hmm. it's gonna stay with me throughout mm-hmm. all of my life and so this is who I am um I'm curious and someone I I mean can you weigh in on this because she also Dr. Jean also said something about um, people who um may not accept it which i completely wholeheartedly agree if um i've had to learn that it's not me um that like if if a a guy who's a good man is interested in me and i mean it comes to that point in a relationship like like i mean i was with a guy for 10 months before we addressed this part and i knew he was probably thinking like maybe doubting himself and he was just like all this man here and then finally when we get to that that you know i knew that i would have to to share it and i lost i lost the relationship after i i shared it because it was a choice that they made um that they didn't want to uh, potentially have to live with with um obtaining it themselves and so um, I, I just, I mean, I got over that part, but it's just like, how do you deal with people who don't accept it? Right? Like, this is my life. You don't have to live through it. But then what? if you're with me intimately, <laughs> then yes, you do. You can, you're like my partner, like how something like from a guy's perspective, um, just dealing with stuff like that. How do you deal with it? Um, or how, what, do you, what is your outlook? Your, your outlook. So, outlook. so
0: somebody once gave me some advice a long time ago, and they said, "You can to the wrong person, there's nothing you can do right, and to the right person, there's nothing you can do wrong." And it, it oversimplifies it, but I know being a man in my forties, and I remember how I was as a younger person, and I know how mm-hmm. I have changed and matured. I'm not looking for the same thing I was. Also, my own maturity as far as what my purpose here in life is. You have a lot of individuals, they get into relationships. I'm talking about just guys, from a guy perspective. They just get into it because it's something to do. It's what they think they should do. They might just want to be physical and this uh, journey to be physical. most individuals most guys i know who are really interested in a real relationship the conversations are different you know what do you want going forward uh what do you do you want to have children do you not want to have children What has going on in your life and i have a lot of conversations now about that about everything up front and it has thrown certain individuals all they're like whoa you know i don't i wasn't ready for this and i'm like hey if you're not then that's a shame because i'm not 25 i'm not 35 i'm 40. if you're not ready for the seriousness that comes with it then you're not ready for me so and and that's what i would say for any woman whether it's my sisters my my nieces uh a, a, a person a man An individual who is very confident within themselves and mature in themselves, they're ready to have a serious conversation. Mm -hmm. If they're not, be like with Dr. (laughs) Dr. Jason, hey, they're not for you. You know, it's not, you know, and it's tough, but it's not as tough as if you get further along and then they cut out at the end, you know, so. It's yeah. one of those things. It sucks. It really does suck because I feel like many of us have done, have been through that. But now, what I know, I really can sit back and say, "Yeah, I'm so glad. I am so glad now. I'm out." You know, you mm-hmm. let me know who you are prior mm-hmm. to getting in, and unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of guys just. We're not all there yet because we're still dealing with what society says we are as men.
2: Um, are they ever there?
0: Uh, I'm yes.
1: Uh, yes.
2: Can I <laughs> offer something about that? I yes, am seeing. I work with a lot of guys, and I am seeing a real shift. You know, we have this idea: women do who guys are—no you know, physical, or they want this or want that. I am seeing a really strong core depth emerging from guys like you just described sun moon where it, there's a consideration you know we have this idea i have other guys that i work with in their 40s too that aren't married they're saying you know what i really want to settle down and get married we have this idea that that's not the case that it's the women that are looking to trap the guys to get married i'm not seeing that and i'm seeing a real you know depth men are deeper than i think we give them credit for as women you know mm-hmm. and, and i think when you really <laughs> When you engage in conversation. Okay, in. Hello, digital family. My name is Thor, and I'm part of the Delafit team. We certainly hope that you're enjoying the interview thus far and we'll be getting right back to it in just a few. I just wanted to let you all know that you can go to our website, www.delafitpodcast.com to learn more about us and our hosts on Moon Bay, you should also follow us on social media for all the latest information on future guests, show topics, and all of 360 degrees of fitness and health tips and information. On Facebook and Twitter, we're at Delift Podcast, and on Instagram, we're at underscore Podcast. Thank you, and have a wonderfully fit and healthy day.
0: Daylight Fit Podcast is sponsored by Mountain Made CBD. Mountain Made is changing the CBD game by offering a line of high-dose CBD tablets at an affordable price. Their products are THC-free and third-party tested for accuracy, cleanliness, and potency. Their products, which ship nationwide, include Build for CBD saturation, Boost for precision titration, Recovery for rest and rehab. With nine years experience in hemp and fitness, Mountain Maids founders are focused on creating a quality product to help those who live an activated lifestyle. Check out www.mountainmaid.life to find out more about how their products can help you crush life. Remember, their products ship nationwide. Go check out their website today and follow them on social media at m n t. M A D E. I I started using Mountain Maid's Build CBD tablets to help me with the injury in my elbow. And let me tell you something. Not only is the injury subsided, but now I can do push-ups and I'm back to bench pressing. So I encourage anybody who's interested to look up, check out Mountain Maid and all their products. I think you'll be glad you did. No, no.
2: Amen. I tell people that women will come in and they'll say, I need a little timber. I got this going on. I really want to talk to you about this. And 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 they'll come in and, and just, you know, bring things to the table. A guy comes in, now sun moon, tell me what you think about this when they've been run over by a truck and they're bleeding and they say, Oh my gosh, I need help. But once they're in, I find that they're really loyal to the process because it opens up an avenue for them to really deeply talk about things. At least that's my experience. Sorry, I took a little side turn off the STD, STIs, but I think it's important. And I do think, you know, Bertie, for you too, it's like a guy like a sun moon you have that conversation with and and, he, and he's going to embrace more of the wholeness of who you are and And when I said something about not sharing until you have you know a connection, i I think you are very courageous. You are choosing to share because you are taking a stand and you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable and open because your purpose and mission is to help other people. Yeah. Beautiful. And again, like I said, your book is very powerful. So I think mm-hmm. that's different than than, you know, some like maybe the 17 year old you that's being told what yeah. to do. And, and, and in reality, you needed to be able to choose who and when and how you wanted to share that with. So I just wanted to throw that out there, too. Yeah, you know? and to yeah, respect it, yourself, even in the midst yeah. of all this, you know, to really respect yourself. You, this is not you. This is what mm. happened to you. Anyway, no,
1: I I actually a thousand percent agree. I didn't love myself. I didn't. um, I hated my body. I hated everything because I was dealing with, like, why me? Like, why did this happen? And just dealing with that side of it. So, trying to even get into a relationship at that point, or I mean, I really didn't like men. Like, I I, hate is a strong word, but I hated them. Like, I remember I I met one of my, my best friends, Brandy, and and she met me and she's like um so are you muslim and and i was like am i muslim and she was like yeah because at the time (laughs) i was wearing like you didn't see my skin long sleeves Mm -hmm. skirts down to the ankles um and i would wrap my head up you know i didn't do it like the muslim women but i just wrap Mm -hmm. it and i always have scarves on and and she's you know I didn't tell her what happened to me. I I didn't tell a lot of people because I didn't know how and I felt shame. And she, I was like, no. And so she kind of pulled me out. And I I said, I just don't want men to look at me. I was trying to hide my body. And I remember this guy who said, he he said that, you know, regardless of whatever it is that you're trying to hide, you're still beautiful and men have imaginations. And so you're not gonna get past (laughs) that. And so I was like, dang it (laughs) but you know i i oh man i it was it was it was hard um but one of the things that i found the hardest what and i really truly hope someone who's listening um today that they would be able maybe they can relate maybe they'd be able to um relate to what i'm about to say having the conversation period now i have to have it right because i have a responsibility to myself and to the person if i were to be physically intimate um with with a man and so but if i didn't have to have it i can only imagine what it would be um you know for someone else who you know they don't have to deal with that but they don't Maybe they want to be safe to deal with that. How do you start that conversation mentally? What is it that you need to get in your head (laughs) to be able to feel normal to have it um, and face rejection? Um, You know, which could be from the other partner. He's like, What? No, do you have it? You know, did you burn me?
2: Well, I think part of it is is what you're what you're talking about, Bertie, and that is, you know, you have to first of all begin cultivating and, and some I think it might even be a lifetime thing, but but that sense of self that I am important, I'm beautiful, like owning your body, like I don't see you covered up right now, you know? And and so so something shifted along the way where you own that you bring value, you know, owning your sensuality, owning the erotic you know, which is part of you. And yes, when you were all covered up, your your whole psyche was trying to keep you safe and you didn't feel safe. You know, you you had a blanket essentially around your body because you didn't feel safe. Yeah. And and so that as you have gone through your recovery, it's opening up and owning the beauty of who you are and saying I'm worth it. So that guy, then the 10 month relationship where you were being cautious and just waiting and waiting. And then you said, here's part of me. And he said, Oh, no, thanks. Bye bye, sister. And, and, and you, again, you grieve the loss of that but he's not the guy that you thought he was because he wasn't able to embrace the beauty of who you are and have that one piece of it. So I think it starts with your sense of self and it starts with your affirmation. It starts with owning your beauty, owning your body, allowing yourself to to kind of be single maybe for a while and connect with girlfriends and friends and guy friends great to have guy friends you can bounce really you can bounce a lot of things off of them and they'll give you a different perspective than a girlfriend and then ultimately when someone comes along that you feel that connection with you know to choose when you want to share that with that person and like I said give them the chance to be a choice but know that no matter what whether they say yes I want to be with you Bertie, or or no I don't that, that the importance was in the sharing because that's your commitment to yourself. And that's also your commitment to be that kind of person who is transparent and truth-telling. It feels like that's a real strong value for you. And I think the more of us, my goodness, the more of us that could be in that place of saying, I value telling the truth. Can you imagine what this world would be about? Authentically and kindly. Oh yeah. It's truth-telling. Those are my thoughts.
0: Um, You asked me a question. doctor earlier and I think he was talking about uh, as far as men embracing hurt uh, or mm-hmm. I think it, uh it's I think birdie Witcher is showing and what you're doing is what a lot of men in a sense are learning to do so you know like you were saying doc you, you know you get hit by a truck what it is is it's that first initial All right, this is physical. I'm all I, right. I can respect that. I got hit by a truck. I can take that, you know. Oh man, but it can also be almost a doorway to I got a lot of physical, or I should say, uh, internal trauma mm-hmm. that we're not really always allowed to share. And the thing of it is, is that because I've had this take place to me, and I know a lot of women will say, why don't you open up? i'll never forget i opened up to a young woman about how i felt and as much as she told me to open up she was totally she couldn't handle it she wasn't mature enough and she instantly stopped talking to me she didn't tell me she couldn't handle it she stopped talking to me if we were in the same physical place she ignored me and which made it worse because she was connected and friends with my sister and everything else and it If I hadn't have had my sister there to be like, why are you doing that to him? And she come out to her like, I'm not ready. Then, and it traumatized me. It traumatized me because I'm like, wow, somebody tells you to share, you share. They turn their back on you. So I'm not gonna share. And I feel that's what a lot of men learn in the beginning. I will say that I think women are a lot stronger than is promoted we're you know we're told oh women are weaker no No. first of all y'all you all get birth that's always been my thing you all get birth (laughs) hands down i don't care how much i can lift you get birth (laughs) all right that trumps everything but emotionally there are a lot of things that we're taught because we're said or men are supposed to be stronger that emotionally we take shots and it's like nope one time that's it that's all it takes.
2: Can I respond to that for just a second? Sure. In the future. So there is that tendency to shut down. Something happens. And you know, it happened with you You shut down, you know, because we're afraid and we're putting on our armor. So as you move forward, I invite you to share a little bit at a time and see how this next, whoever you're in relationship with next can be with that. Because when you share, that's what I talked about, the intimacy of sharing. You are trusting somebody with an important part of yourself. And they need to demonstrate to you that they are trustworthy. So it doesn't come back on you when you're in a fight, which I hear happen. A lot of guys complain about that. Oh, yeah, we got in that fight. And she throws it up in my face. She won't let it go. Again, same thing. She told me to share, but she keeps coming back. So share little bits that aren't quite as important before you get to sharing the big stuff and make sure that you're in a relationship with someone mature enough Mm -hmm. that she can be with those parts of you. And then, you know, as you choose to open up again, I think opening up and sharing is really a gift that you give someone and you want to be sure someone can receive that gift in a way that honors and respects you and not in a way that tears it down.
1: Yeah, not everybody gets should should be able to get, you know, all of you as you know. So, um, <laughs> it it's definitely a conversation that I, I wish that we could have more and talk about more um, on you know just so many levels. Just you know, in in the world, like if we get if you know we have a festival, maybe there's a show. I mean, maybe there's an ex- educational session, and we're talking about this. If you know, on television, like. I just want us to start talking about it because I think the more people start talking about things that aren't like that are taboo you know I and we stop pretending that everyone's walking you know walking around and we're okay um we're not <laughs> we're not and we have to talk more about it but um I can there was the the couple skit that um the that we that you know was was done um i don't know if you're gonna play it um before or during but listen to that skit because i feel though as though it's so hard as a i, I don't know if I'm being a man but for a woman to come in, I'm shaking, like you know, <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm like, you okay? Let me drink some water. <laughs> like having that conversation, that initial, oh my god, I have to have it, can't sleep, you know. And going in, and I'm like, okay, well, um, you know, I just want to talk to you about something. Blah blah blah. I I remember in the beginning when I first started um, being. Um, just initially responsible to have those conversations because i didn't really know it was that serious that was the other thing the doctor didn't like say no you need to have this every single person but when i started having the conversations in my mid-20s i was like um are you sitting down like i made it so dramatic they're like what what happened i'm like or the infamous words we need to talk
0: loves love those. no <laughs> man likes <to>
1: hear. <laughs> and then it was like wait where'd you go he's not responding to my <laughs> so like how how do you recommend like people go in and they just you know just about ha- getting tested period right you know doctors say save sex the the talk is out there have se- save sex but how do you gain the the just the courage to talk about it? Because that right there is hard because you don't want to be the person, especially for like as a female, I'm like coming into the relationship. I really like this this guy and, you know, I'm really, you know, physically attracted to him and I want to have sex, but I really don't know where he's been. So we're going to use a condom. (laughs) Um, How do I tell him? Hey, wrap it up. Or how do I tell him? Can we get an STI test? Like you know what I'm saying? It sounds like. Do you do you have some examples? Yeah, or yeah. Just, I mean,
0: I, I like I to think, wrap it up. You're right. I, I love hey wrap it up. I think that's you
2: got it right there. Hey, wrap it up, dude. Um <laughs> You know, I think the truth is, you have the conversation before you get to the moment where you just. You're aching, you know. All the hormones are running through you, and you want yeah. to have sex right then. That's not the time to have the conversation because <laughs> the likelihood of you having it you know, diminishes. can um, you know, I just I wrap, here you got a mean, wrap, wrap? Anyway, I think too. Um, you know, relationships are a dance and and masculine and feminine has this polarity, you know, and 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 that's what creates chemistry and and great sex. And, you know, you want to have a conversation. Also, you also want, especially as you get a little bit older, you know, you're not 18 and you want to have be connecting with somebody that can meet you where you are. Now, sometimes it's just sex, but more often as you age, you want a little bit more than that. So I think it's talking in advance about making it part of a conversation. Hey, you know, where do you see this thing, this going, you know, I'm, I'm attracted to you or, you know, or, you know, there's this attraction between us and, you know, what are your thoughts on sex? And then you and then you start leading into the conversation. Then and I, I really believe in safe sex. You know, I wrap it. am wrapping it up, buddy. I mean, I think that is such a way of just he can chuckle at that and you can chuckle at that. But you have the conversation in advance, so they know, he knows, you know, inside of yourself too. You're also priming yourself for that. You know, you know that you're. You guys have had this conversation that we're not going to have sex and without this. You know, and, and I think that is where you take you're able to take the sting out of it by having the conversation in advance. And that way, when it gets to it, you kind of have an agreement. And, Mm -hmm. and if he's like, oh man, I hate those things. Yeah, I know me too. But it's just one of the things that for me, it's, it's real important.
1: Yeah. And you take a stand. I mean, ladies, I can't say how many times I've had to take a stand Mm -hmm. and just, you know, Hey, um, you know, this is what's happening and Mm -hmm. this is my body and -hmm. and I love it. And, Mm -hmm. um, especially if I like if and I'm not gonna say like I'm in love with the other guy but mm-hmm. obviously if we're at that moment like I care about him a lot and if I care mm-hmm. about him I care about his body too right mm-hmm. so um I think that those are some great points you made mm-hmm. It's just to you know Have that conversation leading up to it. I love that. I'm gonna try that um, mm-hmm. whenever. I don't know. I kind of put a stigma over my head with no. You know, what? I'm not gonna say that. I joke around about it, but I, I can stop doing that. <laughs> like my book has like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: just read the book.
0: <laughs> I want to. add something to you said that you said, Birdie. You said something that I feel is very important. And you said that you care about your body, but you also care about his body.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I'm gonna be honest with you it's a lot of guys that haven't learned to really give a damn about their own bodies Mm, I mean it's 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 and it's sad because you know I have friends guys I grew up with and growing up in Philadelphia where I did you know in the 90s It's a different mentality than now. I feel as much as the young people deal with a lot of things, I think they're, they have a lot more resources available. I was blessed. I had really good family behind me, but I had friends and they had role models. I'm throwing up the air quotes for out there, everybody out there listening that their role models were garbage and i'm I'm just gonna put it out there. It's it it was taught, you know, you go out there and you you like a a girl, and you know, you put it down. no, no matter what. And it's like, do you care about what happens? Well, yeah, you know, wrap it up, you know, do what you do, But you know, if something happens, and it's like real clumsy. And unfortunately, that mentality, if not checked or if there isn't somebody else that that individual respects, it can stay like that for a long time. And I've seen guys who have children, multiple children, you know, and not because they're intentionally wanted children. They love their children, but it's like, if I'd have realized what I truly was doing, what I truly was getting involved in, what I was truly putting my body into, that there were deeper feelings and emotions. They're only coming to this because now they've got daughters. Mm -hmm. and it's like they don't want their daughters to be uh, and interact with what they were so that's something else I think to also put out there is the fact that sometimes a lot of the men don't know how to care about themselves because they're not taught how to care Mm
1: -hmm. there's
0: there's only three things most guys maybe not now were taught to be a, a successful guy have a good job get your own place have a car
1: so it sounds like that started in in childhood
0: yeah okay a lot of
1: times yeah so doc- dr jean like why do you think um what do you think's behind that
2: i think part of it's absentee fathers are, are, are fathers who, who who don't really who who were not fathered well You know, and and they don't know, and they don't have the courageous conversations with their son, and they don't talk about how what it takes to be a man. You know, I hear you're saying the car, getting your own place, and having a good job, and probably having a, I don't know if having a pretty woman or whatever is is on the list as well. But um,
0: that's there. (laughs) You're right.
2: I I think you're not taught, and I believe that people like you, Sun Moon, who are out there doing these podcasts, and and who you seem like you're committed to educating educating guys and and having, you know, not just educating, but talking about it. I think we need to continue to have the conversations like these, you know, so we're putting it out there. So you as a man are standing up and saying, Hey, I was this in my twenties, but now that I'm in my forties, I'm going in there real strong with those conversations. And sometimes I even throw the women off guard because they're not expecting that from me. And I think somehow to be able to mentor the younger guys, I mean, you look at what's on the internet right now, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. There's some funny, cool things, but there's also some ways of, of being that, that set role models for these young guys is not quite so positive regarding their relationships with women. So I don't know, as a man, I would like to throw that back to you, Sun Moon, how do you see your role in this, you know, in helping to educate or being with other mentoring and being a role model for other men?
0: Actually, that's one of the things I did before the pandemic. Uh, everything kind of closed down. I, I worked as a mentor for teenagers. So I've had conversations with a lot of teenagers and trying to get them out of the mentality of what what the neighborhood tells them is acceptable, what social media tells them is acceptable. Um, it's It's tough. It's it's a very difficult thing and it's generational. Um, Bertie, you made a statement dealing with your father. I don't know when your father was born, mm-hmm. but as traumatic as how he came about everything, I can only imagine what he was taught and the things that was traumatic that he went through. My father was born in 1939 there are conversations that I'll have with him and I'm just like wow you know and he's done incredibly well for the trauma that he has seen and his vision for me and it makes me emotional is the fact of he wanted to be better than what he saw so I'm just thinking from the fact of how your father approached it I don't I don't know how many crushed dreams, broken hearts, situations where they told him, nah, bone up, man up. This is how it is, homie. And it it hurts. That's the other side that a lot of men don't get to say. We are, a lot of us are crushed inside. That's why we can do such traumatic things. Because we're crushed. You know, and I don't want to see... Again, it's twenty twenty one. I don't want to see this inner reaction between men and women anymore. It's, it's 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 it doesn't need to happen. You know why can't we communicate in a much better way? And if, if we can have these type of conversations and open dialogue, where we can actually get past the posturing i will have these conversations and be as uncomfortable and say about things because i've said some stupid things to women in my time and i'll be like oh god oh god when you hear it
1: on the you hear it on the uh radio waves on mtv bet when they had the music videos all the time and they were uh these rappers out there degrading us as women and saying um you know i remember this this uh, song that came out was the 69 boys and they had a song called here kitty kitty here kitty kitty and i and i remember a grown man doing that to me as i was walking into the store i'm like 12 years old and i'm like what
0: (laughs) what is going on There's something about that in just two weeks two to three weeks three rappers in their 50s have died
1: Mm.
0: in their 50s Last year, we had, these are individuals who are only 10 years older than me. I'm sorry, it's a fruit fly flying around me. (laughs) Um, These individuals, just from that mentality, how did they Mm -hmm. live? You find out a lot of things about how these individuals lived. And they did not have the best (sighs) fulfilling life that would allow them to Blossom, grow, mature. Some of them mature only when they were able to have resources to mature. And honestly, again, if we take it back to the '90s, MTV Cribs, um, and a whole bunch of other spring break, uh, spring break videos. God, so many things that went on that you're just like, oh, this is this is a a recipe for disaster. So.
1: I think we heard more about Playboy too. Growing up, lots of Playboy that
0: kind of don't even was out get me, there. <laughs> don't even get me started in that conversation. It, yeah, I th- the conversation that we've initially, you've initially sat down, and talked to me about, I think has opened us up to something much broader. We're talking about STDs, STIs. We're talking about this conversation, but I feel and. Doctor, you can tell me or confirm this if, if it's true or not. I think it's a much deeper conversation than the fact of just communication, period. We have not been talking.
2: And Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I have something that I, you know, that I firmly believe in and I call it courageous conversations. You know, I do a lot of work with infidelity too. And I tell people, you know, and if you're afraid to have a conversation at the beginning when you're thinking about somebody else. Think of how much worse the conversation is is when you get caught cheating It, it they're mm. hard conversations to have but out of it you can break something open and, and you can actually make your relationship better but it's not easy you know so we're afraid we're afraid of being rejected you know we feel like we're not seen by the other person so instead of talking to them someone else walks by and kind of catches our eye and we're like, oh, well, you know what, I, I think that person likes me more. Or you get, you get affirmed by that person and you forget about this person that you've been in a relationship with for a while or, you know, so yes, I agree. We are not having the conversations. That's why forums like this are so important. And I love talking to the two of you. You know, I think that there there's a synergy and there's an energy and, and we each bring something to the table and to be able to be open and transparent and, and talk is how we create change or how we each become in our own way a role model or, or as you said Bertie too you know if you can put something out there that some young girl or some young guy or not even young even sometimes it's the older ones yeah. that are more stubborn yeah. that we can you know they can hear something and go,
1: oh yeah or,
2: oh i did that or oh yeah i'm not having that conversation or mm-hmm. I-, I matter I matter. So I am going to have that conversation before, you know, things get heated and, and we just have sex and I go, Oh my gosh, did I expose myself to anything?
1: Exactly. You know? After the, the fact <laughs> After the
2: fact, and then you kind of yeah. freak out. It was really good. And then, or not, but you know, and then afterwards yeah. you kind of freak out and say, Oh my God, you know, what the hell because one yeah. moment and it's hard because the hormones and the passion and the chemistry, you know, but man, that's why you got to have the conversation first before you're in that moment. You know, mm-hmm. because you don't want to, you know, look back on something and say, I wish I would have.
1: Right. So, yeah. Me, me. So, as an adult and just like, you know, just ment- I'm going to say, and Dr. Jean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I guess 18 and older, like just um, having meaningful and valuable conversations, knowing how to talk about sex. Mm-hmm um but seeing that there's teenage pregnancies so um just rampant across the united states i do have to bring up um the schools talking about it and communicating and i do have to bring up parents understanding the schools need to talk about it and communicating definitely i think you know i got the talk essentially you know about you know my menstrual cycle at 13 but I didn't get the talk, you know, I got you know the birds and the bees kind of just like, this is how it happens. And I felt super awkward and uncomfortable, um, but I didn't get details. It was just like, this is something you don't have to worry about until you are out of this house and you're married. And so it was kind of like, that's it. There's nothing else to talk about. But I didn't get any talk about STDs or STIs. Mm-hmm. I didn't get, um, I think like um, I did at a recreation center where a nurse came in and showed we were all in the same room, so it was like that shock value, but you know, she had a male genital model there and a female and she was this is how you put on female condoms and this is how you put on male condoms. And we were like, ew, and she was like and we were like, oh, that's yeah you, and you <laughs> it was But that's how we learned about it. And I'm like, oh, God, they didn't talk about it at my school. So, you know, is there any information or advice that you could give parents on the importance of having the talk a little earlier and the type of talk, not the traumatized, I, I will say I traumatized my son probably. I showed him every horrible picture of an STD. And-, <laughs> 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 and he's like, okay, mom, I don't want <laughs> But um, you know, how do you have that talk for the parents who may have some mental anguish about having the talk with their with their kids? And at what age, um, especially nowadays, where you know you know the kids growing up have the world in the palm of their hands they can get anywhere you know in the matter of seconds so how do you what age is appropriate to have that talk and how do you start it what do you talk about
2: well i think that's a really good question and and i don't think it's an age necessarily i think it depends on the kid and the maturity level of that child and 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 the exposure i mean you hear kids starting to repeat and sing songs and do phrases rap phrases or whatever that they hear on you know, this guy is, you know, the TikTok dude. I think TikTok is where we hear, they hear a lot of it. I think it's just sit down when you start noting that, again, that's a courageous conversation to have too. It's saying, hey, you know, when I'm hearing this, I want to talk a little bit about sex and you, you know, the kids kind of love this, well, especially if it's mom to son, I'm sure, you know, you're showing them all the pictures. I don't mean to laugh, but I can just imagine your son, just like your parents, we traumatize them in different ways, you know, one and two information. You know, my mom told me about sex when I was in first grade because her parents never told her and it scared her. And so I'm sitting here in first grade and people are talking about things. I'm like, oh, my God, what oh do I do? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we all have the traumas. I think yeah. it's to look up resources. And I wish I had one for you right now. I can look it up and, and you know, maybe come up with some. But the, but there are resources. There are YouTube videos. I would do that research and, and look and find one that you feel comfortable with, especially taking into consideration your particular unique child boy girl whatever um and and then just just sitting down and doing it you know and knowing that there's no wrong way if your child starts to feel uncomfortable it's just to say hey these are important things and and it's not just the physical it's also the emotional you know i love what you said about protecting your body you know you protect your body but you're also protecting someone else it's like that Mm -hmm. whole wearing a mask thing you wear a mask also for other people you know it's like don't argue against that here's what help protect yourself and the other person physically and also there's you know there's some other things that stir emotionally inside of you too you know after you have this so being willing to try it and being willing to not do it the best way you know Mm -hmm. you know because if you're trying to make it perfect you might never have the talk and it's not Mm -hmm. going to be perfect Kind of, you know, no. does that help? And again, if I can come up with any resources, but I'd say look at, you know, look online and find something that you really feel comfortable with that helps you kind of orchestrate that talk. But the importance is, I think, having it. Yes. You know? Yeah. Just have it. Just, <laughs> having really it. just
1: is have it. it. So there's three things. First thing, I'm going to digress a little bit. Um, when you said wearing a mask because you care about others. There's a guy who had his mask. I'm standing in line at the bank, and he literally sneezes, and but he takes removes the mask and goes like this, and I'm like, I'm watching in horror. And then he wipes his face, puts his mask back on, and then puts both his hands on. I was done. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go use the ATM
2: now. No way, I'm going to this teller.
0: He obviously did not know what a mask is um, for. <laughs>
2: You know, you wonder what? What are you thinking? What you know? What? I, yeah, it's not just the mechanics of wearing a mask; it's what the mask does. <laughs> Like, oh my god! So, um, and then the the
1: other thing I was gonna mention is just um, there was something that you mentioned about. Um, oh, so I wish, and and again, everything that happened to me. I tried to protect my son from so at the age of three I was telling my son I was teaching him about his private and, and in areas that people don't touch mm-hmm. and so I'd say if somebody touches you here you know that's no no you know like but um I tried to counter if an adult were to come back and say that you know your mom's going to kill me if, if you tell her. And it, and so I would say, and don't worry if they do touch you there, you just tell mommy and I'll talk to them and we'll go take them for ice cream and you know, to make it positive. And he's like, okay. And so, <laughs> but I did that because I didn't want him to believe a lie that an adult would say that I would do something to harm them. If you know what I'm saying? If something there happened. So I would I would ask him every so often then after that, anybody touch, you know, and I call it Pinky Winky. And I, I know he's probably embarrassed. <laughs> you going to touch your little pinky winky? And he's like, No mommy. And I'm like, okay. And so we got on, I think all the way to his eight, maybe, eight or nine. And I was like, I was like, nobody's, you know, messing with you, touching pinky winky. He's like mom be quiet no one <laughs> he's like no <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm just but I just and so it was for me you know being touched at the early age of um six um, by an older sibling and still not having that conversation about sex with my parents or them telling me that no one's supposed to be touching me there I instinctively felt it was wrong because she had to harm me to get me to that point but I didn't, kids should know, even just starting out in in kindergarten, like, because it's just there's a lot of hormones running around anyways, and them discovering their bodies and things like that. I just, I just feel like it should be talked about in a way that's age appropriate, you know, at every um, stage. So I'm, re- I'm very passionate about that. I just really feel like we need to change some laws, but we, we need to get parents to understand too. Like, yes, you may parent your child in this way, but some kids who are growing up in the foster care system or just like, they don't get those talks. You, we can't just leave out those kids. So everyone needs to have an opportunity to know and to
2: learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that they do learn through forums like this. And you're absolutely right. You know, and, 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 and parents that I know, the number of people who have experienced trauma, you know, of this nature is way greater than you would think, way greater. And, and I will say that, you know, a lot of it, I've known a lot of men who have experienced trauma like. A sexual nature of a molestation nature, and they are also hyper vigilant with their kids and with their little boys, and and it's it's a real tough thing to come to grips with. And sometimes you don't even talk about it until you're well into your thirties, forties, fifties, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start to feel the need to talk about it. Or it's when you have a child, you know. And I and I agree, and and I love the, what you're saying about you know getting into the foster care system because they don't have. Well, they have varying levels of advocates. If you're in a good Mm -hmm. system or with good people or good foster parents, you know, you might have some of this, but I'd say for the most part, it's a broken system, you know, and and I don't know how you'd be an advocate. I love love Sun Moon, what you were sharing about. I hope you get back to working with those kids Mm -hmm. because at any age, someone can be mentored and that person can make a difference that lasts a lifetime. It doesn't take a lot you know, at any age. And, and I've done some work in that system too. And it just, when you are with a kid and all of a sudden they get to become a kid and, and you know some of the horrors they've been through and all of a sudden they're just a little boy or a little girl instead of that tensed up person that's trying to defend against anyone getting too close. Yeah, I mean, it's such a beautiful experience. And, and it yeah. feels like, you know, in that moment and in that moment, and in that moment, mm-hmm. it matters. You know, and all we can do yeah. is give the moments as they arise, it's doing this, but it's also being very present to any opportunity that comes your way. It could be a kid next door that doesn't have a dad living in his house that, you know, you go over and you, and you you know, you mentor him. But then you got to be careful, too, because people think things, you know, just letting the yeah. parents know that, hey, you know, I, I, I'm here for yeah, yeah, Anyway, I think it's a complicated thing because you never want someone to suspect to you of. Um, doing something they should be doing. But I love what you're saying, Bertie. You know, we need need to talk to our kids at whatever level, you know, adjust our conversation to their age and to their mental um, ability and their capacity and what they're exposed to.
1: Yeah I always say I can see a a kid who has been through something um, and you know or maybe going through something because they become withdrawn Um, and you can see like I look at some seven-year-old girls um, like even like six-year-old girls and they're just running around without a care in the world and they have this innocence and they're happy and and they don't understand life as, as we know it like you know. That could be hurtful because they haven't experienced that. But then you can tell the ones who have because they're withdrawn, they're quiet, they're timid, they're, you know, uh, careful. Um, but I, my heart, if you're an adult um, who has gone through the foster care system and you're listening to this right now, um, I just want to encourage you. I know that your situation was. Um, it, it, it was tragic it was probably some. there were probably some things that you experienced um going through that system maybe you felt like a check child um where you know people were just passing you from home to home because they were receiving checks but they weren't really taking care of you they weren't they weren't loving on you um i want to let you know that you can get through that Today date too. If you're dealing with, maybe you're not dealing with the STI or STD, but you're dealing with some type of trauma of molestation, you're dealing with, um, you know, being physically harmed and, and, and abused. Um, maybe they withheld food from you, whatever it was, maybe you got bullied by the other kids in the foster care home. Um, whatever it is, you can get through it because I got through it. Um, and if you want to know how, and you, you want to contact me, um, I always encourage everyone. We have some great, great, um, hotlines with, um, you know, if you're experiencing like any suicidal thoughts or just anything like that, it's on my website, Birdie Lynn Kelly. So it's B-Y-R-D-Y-L-Y-N-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y, I can't, I forgot to spell the same, .com. And. Um, go on there. Reach out to me, and we'll we'll talk about it. And tr- you know, I'll direct you to some professional resources as well. Um, just like Dr. Jean, um, that's here with us today. Um, she's here to help. Um, we all care. Um, it's not too late to let go of that trauma that you experienced in childhood. I want to let every adult know um, that has maybe mentally blocked it out. Um, whatever type of abuse or trauma it was, you can get through it and I just want to encourage you your chapter of empowerment begins today so you're hearing this, go out there and um, you know, be shameless, be fearless and be free
0: I couldn't have said that better myself as uh, we take way uh, out of this out of this I have a little technical job. I don't know if you all can hear me I can. We a little feedback it. right there, um, Dr. Jean. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, please leave your information or tell everybody where they can reach you, uh, contact you to get the benefit of your 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 knowledge and your experience and just your skills.
2: Thank you so much. I think it's my microphone that's. There we go. Okay. All right. This went by and I tried to put myself on mute. I apologize. Anyway, <laughs> I really, really have to say I love the conversation with the two of you. You're very real. You're very committed. You're very passionate. You're, you're out there. What I want to say is doing your work or stepping into your calling. And I think if each one of us can take that and it doesn't have to be some grandiose thing. It's a moment by moment encounter that you have with another human being. You know or even another animal i don't know it's just it's just being in that place of caring for and loving and being present with and Mm -hmm. having the conversations and i think god bless it wouldn't the world be a better place if we could all just show up for each other absolutely thank you for having me really enjoyed it Mm
0: -hmm. all right everybody we're going to end this oh wait dr g where where can they contact you where you got her dr
2: g (laughs) Her name is not Dr. I'd Dr. Genie. Jean. Dr. Jeannie.
0: Jean. <laughs> that's Jean,
2: what Jean. Okay, my bad, my bad. Uh, thank you for that, Sun Moon. I guess the best way, you know, if anyone has any relational questions, I mean, I have a website that's Living and Loving Courageously, and I have some articles I, re- I write and stuff like that. But if anyone has something personal that they want to just reach out, you can contact me at drjeannie at outlook.com. That's D R J E A N N E at outlook or my website, living and loving courageously. And there's a place to contact me there too. There's something that I have, I have a little ebook there on the 10 things you can do to strengthen your relationship and it works for you. It's really about mindset, whether you're in relationship or not in relationship. It's just, again, it's all about how you show up. So. Thank, thank you, for you so her. much. For, thank thank you. you so
1: much for reading my book. Like, um, I do hope and pray that you get a chance to finish it. And I love your thoughts on it. Um, after currently I'm writing part two. Um, so
2: <sighs> yeah. Well, thank Just you for breath. putting yourself out there and telling your story because it does take great courage it's, you know it's a very intimate story and a very vulnerable story but you know what you demonstrate to other people how to be courageous and Sun Moon you do too so. thank you yeah. yes you thank do you. Thank and you thank
1: both. you because Sun Moon I have to recognize the fact that this is a very courageous move on your part because your podcast show is about working out physical fitness and the mental side of physical fitness correct? Uh,
0: it's Oh. it's actually about everything that's everything healthy. okay, Every, <laughs> okay everything yeah okay. we don't focus on just the physical because we found out that health isn't everything we do it's it, there is no way to survive on this planet without being healthy whether it's physical mental spiritual you're not going to succeed it's just not going to happen i mean and we're seeing it right now i mean there are people there's so much trauma out there you know, there's a better way, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what, that's why um I do the podcast. So this fits right into what our mantra is and the belief system that everything is health. It's a 360 degree circle. so Love it.
1: Well, thank, thank you, you for being courageous and and taking on this topic. Yeah. I really appreciate you and for letting us be in your like circle. You. Yes.
0: Uh, look, <laughs> it, listen. I am blessed to be able to uh, have this conversation with two amazing individuals. And for anybody out there listening, I hope that you were able to take away the positive that was uh, uh, that was put out today. Please get help. Help yourself. You are not a throwaway. You are not a lost cause. And there's definitely, definitely hope for you. Hope springs eternal. And that is the most truest sense of the word. I don't care what age you are. There's always hope. Please do not give up hope. So with that being said, be happy, be healthy. Thank you to our guests. And have a wonderful, wonderful day, evening, or whatever it is that you're having. <laughs> and
1: You've been listening to the Delafit podcast. ta for now.